0: Red leather. See, I can't say it. <laughs> red leather. Red leather. Yellow leather.
1: I don't think there's any reason to say leather in this episode, mm. but let's find out. Seven Days to Play!
0: Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Thimbleweed Park. Yes, Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park. I don't love the name. Yeah, it's a very odd name.
1: I guess Monkey Island was a weird name at some point. People mm. were like, well, what, the hell, what the hell is this?
0: But yeah, Thimbleweed. It's kind of too long. I wish it was a little snappier, but... Thimble Park. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? But I'm not going to knock it. That's
1: not going to be in the negative threes later on. Definitely not. <laughs> uh,
0: so just to give everyone an update on what Thimbleweed Park is. Yeah. It it's is the a, world's most expensive game. It time. is one of the world's most expensive games. <laughs> It's made by two names of people that I have forgotten because I don't have the notes in front of me. (laughs) Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who used to be ex-Lucas Arts people during Mm. the heyday of point-and-click adventure games. So obviously, they still had a really good story in them and decided, hey, let's make another point-and-click adventure. People are still about it. That's nice. Or maybe they have thought,
1: I know all the kids that played point and click adventures back in his heyday are now rich enough to have iPhones and will pay $10 to play this game and have disposable income. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Right. <laughs> That's like the theory of like the health trackers and like, you know, the explosion of Fitbits and stuff is like all the kids and all the people that sort of grew up in that era, era and now they're getting 30, 40s year olds and they're like, Oh, I care about health all of a sudden. Totally. And now I can afford to spend money on a Fitbit or a jawbone, or a same, whatever. Same
0: know. reason for the Apple phone, I guess. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to talk to your phone when you're a kid? The watch. I don't, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Apple watch. Yes. I don't really think kids these days uh-uh. would be like, why would you want to talk <laughs> right. to your watch? <laughs> Whereas we're like, oh man, it'd be so cool.
1: But yeah, it's interesting you were saying about the, the heyday of point and click adventures, which was, I would say, early 90s. Early 90s, maybe even like late 80s. Because that coincided with my heyday of home gaming. Like I remember my brother and I would play, we played a lot of the LucasArts games. Uh, We did Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2. I think we started, I think Monkey Island 2 started it off because that was a huge game. Like our, our cool neighbor friends had Monkey Island 2. I think they got us into it. And I actually remember this was probably the first game we obtained illicitly. Because it was, used to get on the uh, three and a quarter inch floppy, but not actually floppy drives. So we copied that and they had this really sweet now, if you look back on it, the uh, copy protection was <laughs> essentially this uh, cardboard disc where you would rotate the top disc and you had to kind of match a symbol to another symbol. So it was essentially right. like a substitution cypher. Right. So you'd get like scroll, pirate hat, uh, old bottle, and then you would have to turn the cardboard to those symbols match it up and then see the matching symbol and that is how you got the copy protection and i remember my mom made a replica of the one in the box <laughs> out of like an old cereal packet and like a little thumbtack and it was amazing it works
0: yeah i remember yeah. So things weird. were like so manual like <laughs> right. um one of the other adventure games that that i remember is called Leisure Suit Larry, oh. which was more adult themed. Yeah, I remember it. I never played it. Yeah, so there were two big houses of adventure games back then. It was Lucas definitely a big one of them. Yeah, and Sierra was another one. So Sierra had like King's Quest and all those point-and-click adventures. There, did they do Under a Steel Sky? They did look? Under a Steel Sky. Is that what it's called? Yep, yep. Which always like the most grandiose name, and I always wanted to play it. It was amazing looking, like. It was actually... uh, It remained to be popular because they re-released it on the iPhone uh, a couple of years ago. Um, So that... Yeah, so Sierra and LucasArts were the big houses of adventure games back then. So in addition to the Monkey Island
1: 1 and 2, we then also played Day of the Tentacle, uh, Indiana Jones, The Faint of Atlantis, and then... My brother really got into Max Salmon Max. Mm. Uh, hit the road, I think it was. Yeah. That was where my interest petered off. Like I remember, I think he completed it. I didn't really care. Right. I think my, my interest moved on by that point. But,
0: but it, that was a good, like, solid four, four, or five years, I would guess, of us playing LucasArts totally. games. Yeah. Back to the Leisure Suit Larry thing, yeah, and sorry. like how manual things were. Um, I remember the way that they verified your age was that they'd ask you in-game the questions of. Like an, what a normal adult would know, like who's the current president or something like that. And you had to like rethink of like, oh, what's the current year and what's the president or like what month do you have to pay your taxes? Like no kid will ever know no this. No kid would ever know that. Right. Basic. And, you know, me being in the Philippines, like absolutely no idea. So we had to like look up these answers somewhere in order to and play no Suit Larry. Right. We had to go to the computer store guy that sold us the discs and ask him the questions. I'm reminded of that little
1: meme that was going around. Like, you want to find someone not born in the 80s or born earlier. Give him an image of a cassette tape and a biro and be like, "What are these two things having common?" <laughs> if you're born in the 90s or, I guess, late 90s, you would have no
0: idea. Right.
1: <laughs> but everyone else thought, yeah. like, "Yep, I got it."
0: <laughs> so back to adventure games. Like, do you remember any ones that really stick out? And that you really enjoyed. Everyone's going to say Monkey Island 2, right? Mm.
1: That was pretty huge for us. Um, I think of the Tentacle still remains probably the one that I remember the most. Yeah, it's definitely a
0: beloved adventure game.
1: I still think back, like, how did we get some of those puzzles? Because we are kids in England, and there's, like, so much, like, U.S. history in there. We didn't know George Washington had wooden teeth. We didn't know these, <laughs> like the whole cherry tree thing. Yeah. I remember it's a kumquat <laughs> tree that you have to paint red. Like, how did we ever come up with the idea of painting? Use paint can on kumquat tree. Like right. I, I think we must have got to the point of use everything with everything. <laughs> exactly. Which and is a just, tried and true technique.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like that's kind of the joy of like playing these things is like you have no idea, but then when you finally <laughs> realize the answer to them, you're like, oh of course. <laughs> That's so stupid, but of course. Yeah, sending wine forward in time to (laughs) great vinegar. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the voices of that game was also really... um, It's something that I always remember. Hoagie, Hoagie's voice was like, Hmm? Hey, Laverne, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is that the first? Because I remember like Monkey Island 1 and 2
1: didn't have voice acting. Yeah. And I don't think Indiana Jones... Indiana Jones did not
0: have voice acting.
1: They probably couldn't afford Harrison Ford. Harrison Unaffordable. (laughs) But yeah, it must have been mid-90s they started to have voice Mm -hmm. acting. Because they
0: started coming out on CD-ROM.
1: If you had a Wikipedia page, we could find out.
0: Mm. We have no access to such things.
1: (laughs) What is this? Uh, Monkey Island 3, I remember we also had, but again, I didn't really get into it. I think my brother played that quite a bit. Mm. That's The Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah. I think that's when it kind of got, the graphics got too good. Mm it got too cartoony. Right. Perhaps if, uh, in my, in my tastes, in yeah. my
0: teenager tastes. So yeah. the game that I really loved and I remember was, is a game called loom, which mm. is the world, really yeah, never, the world. Yeah. The world crafting was just so good. It's like, you're, uh, an apprentice spellcaster, but spells are actually what they call like you weave them. And in order to weave them, you have to play notes Right? spell weaver yeah exactly uh, and the whole point of the game is that you have to find out this spell that you have to weave which is like something about your ascension into like another form of being but in order to play that spell and you, you weave the spells by playing sounds and music you have to learn more notes and the the way that you learn notes is to solve puzzles it was like really cool
1: wow yeah I definitely heard of it i don't think we actually ever played it, but speaking of like music, I still remember Monkey Island 2 music being incredible. I saw um I should look this up, but at the is it Largo's theme for when you first meet uh, Largo Legrand? I don't remember. Uh, I still remember. I don't remember how the music goes, but I remember it being awesome when played through my <laughs> Adlib or Sound Blaster 16 card compatible.
0: The thing that I remember most about uh, the Monkey Island games is that it introduced me to Grog, which is their <laughs> drink of choice. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Okay. Back Not to Thimbleweed Park. I mean, it is
1: a very nostalgic nostalgia inducing game. It really is. For me like all these
0: memories came back like i had completely forgotten that my mom made a copy protection device out of a cereal box <laughs> and i think they they secretly put it in i mean not secretly but like they've obviously put in these little references yeah like i think the main character being named chuck uh, is no coincidence <laughs> to yes. like the early monkey island games and
1: there is a animatronic pirate that turns up exactly lights on you're like huh,
0: huh? there are these little like nice yeah. little points of uh hearkening back to like the earlier games that really makes you go oh that's so nice and there's a part where you have to uh, answer puzzles about 80s pop culture i love that part yeah. <laughs> so i'm like yeah this is easy that's what it reminded me of like the the leisure suit larry uh, age right. protection
1: <laughs> this time are you over the age of 35 <laughs>
0: <laughs> right i kind of love that they also had the the verbs, the verbs uh, in order for you to do different actions. The same? Yeah, like, it's pretty much... <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember if they're actually exactly... I, I have a feeling they are... They feel
1: pretty familiar, yeah. yeah. I, wouldn't, I
0: would not like to say they're identical, but they feel very familiar. Right. Very comforting. And the pixel art is just, like, absolutely amazing.
1: Oh, my God, it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's... Except the characters. Oh, okay. Right. Tell me more. I have slight problems with, like, the super enlarged head. Oh, they are sort of like Mr. and Mrs. Bobblehead. right. And the way that they're animated isn't, like, done by a... They don't have, like, proper anatomy. Like, their bone structure is, like, jello, right? Like, the way their arm bends is kind of like the way a kid would draw an arm bending. It isn't really, like, you know, has proper structure and form on, like, the way they move. Uh, but that's very minor. Like, yeah, it does go back to, like, <laughs> early... I, I, I'd say, like, the character design is, like, more of early early LucasArts game not Mm. like the later ones like because by the time it was full throttle or even Monkey Island 3 Mm -hmm. I feel like the characters had proper structure you know like the head shape was kind of normalized uh, and all that stuff but
1: so like Maniac Mansion was that the one the early ones that was like late 80s
0: this looks like an extrapolated version of Maniac Mansion with like Mm. a Right. right, like when the head's really big and then it just looks like sort of like paper dolls, right? That aside. Background's absolutely amazing.
1: Oh my God, like walking through the cemetery? Yeah. Little fireflies? Like
0: I have minor issues about walking through the cemetery.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I only had to do it once. Let's put it that way.
0: Well, I don't know, because I went there to see if there's anything else to do. I don't, I probably have to go back again.
1: Well, it would be interesting to see where we each got in the game after seven days. And then also, what else was beautiful? Oh, I remember like going to the Vista. Mm. Uh, just outside the town of Thimbleweed Park, like within a sunset, I'm like, oh my yep. god, this is beautiful. There's and the some- diner looks amazing. Ah, oh, yeah, just like there's so many little treats,
0: but you're like, this is beautiful. There's just something about the way it marries the background art, the pixelated background art, the way the characters all have a distinct way of talking. Yeah, that lends itself, despite the voice acting, uh, and the way that you interact with each character that's based upon your personality. I think is what really puts a nice charm to the game tell me more about the voice acting sam oh my god so first of all <laughs> when you're beginning the game you should probably not start with the most annoying voice actor that you can find this is agent Ray's. no oh this is the german guy so it starts with a german voice actor well someone imitating a german <laughs> voice very badly that is like kind of off pitch He kind of talks like this, (laughs) which is so wrong. And you don't understand. Like, it immediately makes you hyper aware of the quality of the voice acting because it catches you off guard. Right. You know, like how in uh, Quentin Tarantino movies in the beginning, like you see a person get shot and that just puts you on edge throughout the entire movie because you feel like someone is just going to get shot unexpectedly throughout the entire movie. (laughs) That's the feeling that I got with this voice acting. Like, it was so bad in the beginning that it made me hyper aware you're like oh god when is it gonna go bad again or it was just like i'm picking up everything about everyone's voice acting whereas if it started with really good voice acting then maybe it gives me some some assurance of like hey you know like this voice acting is actually pretty good
1: i did actually put voice acting as well on my bad points but i think that's more my personal preference mm. in that growing up as a kid playing monkey island one and two we didn't have the voice acting it was all reading and you just make your own voices in your head because I, I'm just primed. Like, this is how we play the games. But now it just bugged me to have the voice acting. And it also felt slower as well. Can't you turn it off? Yes, yeah, so I did. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah I turned it off because uh, I know I can read. And then you can <laughs> double tap
0: to... To fast forward. Or rather...
1: Does it double tap? No, it's yeah. two-finger tap. Two-finger tap, the yeah. next yeah.
0: sentence. Um, but overall, I didn't mind the voice acting too much. If anything, it, it made the interactions between the characters a little bit better, I felt. Like, overall, I think... The game gives you a nice sensible chuckle. It's somewhere in between a sensible chuckle and a laugh out loud. <laughs> yes. Right? It's yeah. you're entertained, but you're not to a point where they're like,
1: oh my god, like this is all so fun. <laughs> yeah. I think the voice of Agent Ray is great. She's hilarious. Yeah. I also turned her off, but in the subsequent <laughs> reading of her dialogue, you I kind of put her voice. In my mind, right? Her lines, yeah. "Yeah,
0: Some of the delivery that she's done is actually was spot on, into like the sarcasm and sort of the "I'm not going to take this from anyone" (laughs) attitude, which I love. Reyes, on the other hand, was kind of. I'm not going to say it's the accent, but it was just like along his delivery was like a little weird.
1: Yeah, I I suppose they're trying to. Elaborate the difference between her where she's all iconic and laid back and mm. he's all like buttoned up and uptight. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree that his lines were not as
0: pleasing to listen to. But no no real like big points. Like I thought the coroner slash sheriff slash hotel manager <laughs> was really well done. Like I, I enjoyed all of the lines that that person has delivered. I'm not sure how I feel
1: about the multi-character angle. Because mm. you start off with two, yep. then it... Things happen, and now five. I'm controlling five people, so it or five characters, I should say. No spoilers. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still processing how I feel about that. Like It's kind of nice that I don't have to just pursue a single narrative thread. And when I'm stuck on one character, right. I can switch over to another and then try, right, wait, where are they again? And it's super handy. They have their little to-do lists so you can remind yourself, mm-hmm. oh wait, what am I supposed to be doing again?
0: Yeah. I'm not 100% sold as, it, as a narrative device and as a gameplay device. So I kind of took it upon myself to just sort of test it if it worked. And what I mean by that is I just went forward with using one character. For for most of Act 1 and Act 2, I just use Agent Ray because I like the way she read things. Right. Um, and I started collecting the little specks of dust with her. <laughs> nice. So I just continued to, and so just used her for just collecting the specks of dust, <laughs> which I still don't know why. Maybe Uh-oh. you do.
1: No, nope, I don't know why either.
0: <laughs> I, I tested it out saying like, hey, if the story's going to break by me just using Agent Ray, um, then they didn't do a good enough job of compensating for that, mm. right? Or if they found the right moments on where I have to switch characters, are they going to make sure that each character has the right items to do whatever is necessary? Yes. right?
1: Yeah, item juggling is something I felt I had to do quite a bit of. Right. Because I was a little bit more slapdash in who which character I was using. Because I think most of the time, they're pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Certainly at the beginning. And then even... More, as you get more characters to control, as it all comes together, I was like, oh, wait, I need to go give this to this other person. And so it's... Yeah, stuff. Which, but, yeah.
0: which sort of leads me to, like, you know, there is a lot of backtracking that I have to do. You have to walk around a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, the map dynamic is nice
1: just to speed things up a little bit, but yep. you're still okay let's
0: for act one and act two there was no map that you can use yes and so you had to manually move the character around but and the
1: town i found really confusing yeah the layout like oh wait he's on street a wait where's the bank again
0: wait where's yeah. ricky's cake shop again which later <laughs> wait what did you name ricky's cake shop to down the tubes oh i named it youtube
1: <laughs> <laughs> which a such f- millennial, Sam. <laughs> Are you familiar with the term yak shaving? No. In computer programming? I am not. No. So this is... Man, I think this term came from an episode of Ren and Stimpy back mm. in the early 90s and how it got transcended to this new meaning in computer programming. I don't know. But people say, i will will do some yak shaving to describe the situation where I... Like, oh, I need to put this bit of data on a screen. Okay. First, okay, I don't, I don't have that data in that part of the program. So I need to go find the data. So I need to write a query on the database to get that query, to get that data. Okay, so I need to go with the data. Uh, oh, but it's formatted wrong. So I need to write some code that formats it correctly into like the right string or the right time zone or something like that, I need to write that. And then, uh, okay, but then I need to write some tests to cover this. And so it's just like these tiny tasks and you find yourself doing something completely mm. unrelated yep. that then eventually allows you to do the thing you want to do. Right. This is highlighted perfectly in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Which I saw. I was just going to reference that. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, like, Hal has to... He notices that the kitchen light bulb is broken. So, he's like, oh, okay, I'll change the light bulb. And he goes to change the light bulb, but then notices the fixture is wobbly. So, he's like, okay, I'll go get a screwdriver to fix this, this wobbly fixture. Oh, wait, but the door squeaks, or the drawer squeaks. Okay, so I'll get some WD-40 to lubricate that. I'll out WD-40. I'll go to the store to buy some more WD-40. Oh, then the car, oh, the car doesn't start, so I need to fix the car. So Hal has to fix the car in order to drive to the store, in order to buy the WD-40, in order to stop the shelf squeaking, in order to pick up a screwdriver, in order to fix the
0: light fixture, in order to change the bulb. And so the wife comes back and says, <laughs> Hal did you notice that the light is out and he's under the car fixing the car and he goes, what do you think I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was a
1: feeling I got a a lot in this game. And maybe I just don't remember that being the case in Monkey Island. Maybe I was just too small to notice, but I think I can't imagine where I I was probably doing that same thing again. But man, this time I felt like, oh, of course I can't do this. Like, oh, of course I can't just pick up the map. I have to go and trick the reporter to leave the room. I, uh, and then I pick it up. Oh, but she comes back. Oh, of course she comes back. Oh, <laughs> uh, so we do it again, and then I need to go copy it. Oh, of course. Oh, wait, there's no paper in the copier. Oh, of course. I have to go find some paper. I just, like, I just felt like, okay. Sometimes it's like, come on, I just want to do this thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I do think it's a pattern that's established in previous point-and-click adventures. So you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but that also leads to like the fact that I found myself backtracking a lot, or just like walking around to different places. And sure, like the walking was a pretty good speed, meaning like. It was unrealistic for a person to be walking that quickly. (laughs) Yeah. But it was very manual, especially on a phone, right? Like you had to either put your finger down on the edge of the screen. Yeah. And just made sure the person was walking that way. Yeah. It's nice. You could like tap and hold to keep them walking. Right. And you're doing all these things that you know you have to do and it's just taking time for you to actually get them done. Right. Yeah. I think there have been some like modern updates to these kind of adventure games where like if you double click on a location, it just sort of teleports you there which prevents you from actually jumping from scene to scene and maybe like missing out on some expositions right so if you had to go to, like a different area it would just jump you right before you exited that area so that any sort of exposition that's built into storytelling could still be had
1: i think there's a few nice additions that if you like, press and hold the screen little touch targets come up to show you which objects are interactable in that screen yep but i felt like the wait time was like a split second too long i wanted it to come up faster um and then there's a whole like telephoning, making telephone calls is a big part of how you progress a narrative. And then you can call the hint line mm. to get a hint, which you, the first hint usually isn't that helpful. I found, i was like, no, give me another hint. And then the second <laughs> hint was like, maybe a bit too on the nose. Yeah. I felt like, could we get like a half
0: hint? A half hint, yeah. yeah. Um, I did have to use a hint at one point.
1: Oh, I've used a hint a lot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm just like, no. <laughs>
0: I did appreciate the fact that they did have the hint line. It sort of it served as two purposes for me. One, I believe they actually had hint lines back in the mm. 90s and 80s in regards to games like this. Yes, I, I, I think they probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and two, it was like a really convenient way so you didn't have to look up some sort of walkthrough or some entry in Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, right. So like look it up. Which I may have also looked at as well at some points. <laughs> there are two modes you can play the game in there's the casual which of course I chose and then there is the what's the opposite of
0: casual? Hardcore. Hardcore. I picked the casual mode as well. And that's still pretty difficult I would say. Yeah I mean there's still puzzles that you have to solve from like looking at the objects around. Like Once I've
1: completed it maybe I'm kind of looking forward to try it again in um, elite elite Oh you completed it. Oh no when sorry I I should say when. So should we look in how many hours we've spent playing this game? Yes. We're going to compare our dedication to this this fair cause that we've created mm-hmm. for ourselves. Okay, look at this. I'm going first. Six hours and 56 minutes. Oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm dedicated to this game. Wow. I am two hours oh, and damn. 38 minutes. <laughs> I don't know
0: why you're finding so much joy
1: in this. <laughs> like, either I'm very good. Uh, wait, either you're very
0: good at this game or I'm very bad at this game. Well, it also depends on how far we've gotten. Yeah. So. Okay. I am an Act 3, and I need to get the kids' glasses, jackets, and shoes.
1: Ah, okay. Yes. Right, right, right. I have just broken into the Pillowtronics factory.
0: Oh, boy. That sounds a a lot deeper in. (laughs) You're a lot further than I am.
1: If only there was a prize for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so should we do our quick 3 by 3s Let's do it. Yeah. All right. For my good, beautiful pixel artwork, um just always dumbfounded by some of the the sceneries and vistas yeah the story is really intriguing like i i feel like it's a pretty good story that drove me across there's like a good combination of multiple characters coming into play that i thought were interesting for me to progress forward that's a good point yeah we didn't
1: really touch on much of the story Mm -hmm. because you know no spoilers but yeah i'd agree like it just opens up like from the beginning you're like okay So there's a murder, we can say that, Mm -hmm. that happens. And then two federal agents are investigating. But pretty quickly, you start to, yeah, hang on. Something
0: else is going on. This is not just a straightforward murder mystery. Yeah. And like, there's some tension between the two agents. Like, they have ulterior motives, which is still, to me, not very clear
1: right you do learn a little bit more but yeah still still unclear to me as well right
0: yeah even so much further in the game than you and there's even like a sense of time like they do flashbacks from like earlier that's really nice in that town which they did really well yeah Um, there's a clown involved there is a clown involved (laughs) right yes clown
1: who reminds me of Pennywise
0: (laughs) And Cresty the Clown.
1: And Cresty the Clown. Oh, yeah, probably Cresty the Clown. But then who's that really terrible comedian? Andrew Dice Clay. (laughs) (laughs) If you're
0: listening, Andrew, I love your work. And the third good point for me is that I think it's just a really good point and click adventure that's available on mobile right now. Like they have attempted a lot of like redoing mobile like point and click games on mobile. And it's either just an emulation of a point and click adventure that they've mm-hmm. somehow shelled with like some touch interface that doesn't really work. Um, but this, I feel like wh- while it was still made for PC, like the translations that they did for the mobile mm-hmm. was, uh, more than decent.
1: Yeah. Some really nice touches. Like you can, if you just drag, cause if, if there's a bunch of items together and you want to specify the right one, you can just drag over the area and select the one you want and then release to select. Which is super nice rather yeah. than having to like be super precise with your tapping.
0: Even yeah, like the speech choices, like most of the times when you're talking to someone you have four choices of dialogue that you can select from. And by holding it down and dragging your finger across the four, like the appropriate one not only lights up but it kind of shakes, right? So you know <laughs> you know exactly which one you want to say. I was
1: intrigued to see how the point and click interface would translate and they've done a great job here. Yeah. So what are your good points? You know what? I'm pretty much the same as you. Mm. Uh, it's unbelievably gorgeous to look at. Uh, total nostalgia fest for me. Reminded me of happy happy days <laughs> in my youth. Sat in front of a large beige computer for hours on end. Beige that turned beiger over yes, the years. Yes, oh God, yeah. It got invasioned, totally. <laughs> uh, not allowed to have any food or drinks near the computer. I <laughs> must wash hands before you use dad's computer. No, my dad never let us have any games consoles as a kid. Mm. But he was like, no, you can have a we we have this PC which he had custom built. Like all my friends would get like Dells or IBMs or Gateways, and then did he have a pineapple? And then my dad, uh, what?
0: It was never mind.
1: <laughs> but no, my dad got some custom built thing from this like warehouse hangar <laughs> in this <laughs> town outside outside where we lived. Amazing. This, so
0: yeah, <laughs> which is pretty
1: cool. But at the time I was like, oh, why can't
0: I just have a NES? Uh, so the bad points. The voice acting, despite me liking Agent Ray's voice, Mm -hmm. it was a bit of a hit or miss. Like, it just seemed a little off. It's not a total negative point, but to me, it doesn't have the same quality of the voice acting like, let's say, a game like Full Throttle or even Day of the Tentacle had.
1: This is probably the first game i played in a long time that has voice Mm -hmm. acting. And yeah, it didn't sit quite right with me either, but I wanted that just because I generally don't like voice acting or i haven't Mm -hmm. really had an experience where it's been good so i was interested to get your wise opinion on it so it's interesting to hear that it didn't quite land for you either
0: to me it just seemed like they skimped it a little bit on it
1: um yak shaving yeah now that i notice it i was like oh okay like can we just get like come on i want no more story like sometimes it felt i mean that's the point is you're supposed to be frustrated right and then delighted when you get the results and find out the answer to the puzzle but at the same time, I was greedy and I wanted to progress the story
0: faster. And totally. I, I, yeah. I think the way that it, when I mentioned like backtracking, I think this is exactly what I meant is you have to keep going back and forth in order to do things that you know you want to do. So I totally get it. And that was a bit of a, a downer for me, too. So my final point yeah. uh, is that this game is a bit of a gra- grapefruit. It does demand pretty much your full attention. You can't just play it casually uh, while you're listening to music. Because it does have voice acting, it does have dialogue that you have to read, yes uh, and choices that you have to make.: Yeah, sometimes you can go back
1: and ask characters the same questions again if you mm-hmm. miss what they said, but then there's some cutscenes where if you miss it, you're kind of done. I don't think you can get back to the cutscenes again. I don't think you're able to play this
0: in like five minute increments.
1: Yeah, you kind of need to go back, get into the mind space. mind space <laughs> and then you can play again. Um, yeah, I couldn't really play it on the subway. I mm. kind of started playing one-handed in portrait mode with the wrong yeah wrong perspective but it sort of works but
0: yeah this is definitely a couch game Should we final get seven day rating final oh. seven day rating what were you gonna say i was gonna say that <laughs> seven days seven out of
1: seven yeah played every day wow that's why i've been playing for seven hours <laughs> i've been playing an hour a
0: day wow uh i played it five out of the seven days gotcha yeah so some days i just wasn't able to get into it because i tried but it Because that pesky grapefruit rind. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get through the the grapefruit skin and make that incision to that sweet, sweet nectar. (laughs) Not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I think I'm going to try and finish it. I really enjoyed what I played so far. I'm still intrigued with the story. Uh, And now that I've unlocked the map feature, Mm -hmm. I have the ability for quick travel.
1: Yep, I will be playing it some more this weekend as well. It's always great. I want to know how it finishes. Um, any comments on the price
0: I think it's worth it I think more games should do this
1: yeah I am absolutely not annoyed spending 10 bucks on this at all so go out grab Thimbleweed Park it's pretty much on all platforms right 10 bucks on iOS probably the same on Android is it interesting to see if it's on Android
0: or not it's not on Android not on Android it's it's just on iOS you You can get it on your computer Uh Uh, both Macintosh and pineapple computers brilliant
1: (laughs) oh I see what you did now
0: okay so, Edwin, it is now the end of the month. Wow. That we went ha- fast. We have played four games this month. Wow. It, it, I
1: honestly can't. I feels like we just did. We, I'm sure we've just done Game of the Month. I can't <laughs> I believe yeah, we've I done another Game of the
0: Month. Well, we did, we did a Game of the Month as we did the first game of this month.
1: Oh, I see. we so were a we one
0: episode late. Yeah. So the four games that you have to choose from yes. for, the, for the month of September. <laughs> da, da, da. This is a golf. Yes. Pigeon Wings. Yes. Egg Inc. Egg Inc. Egg. Egg,
1: egg and Thimbleweed Park. Shall I remind you of the scores that we gave for these games? I don't think so. <laughs> no, really? I don't want my choice factored in by any logic
0: of yeah. actual ratings. Well, so here's the thing, oh, Edward. God. <laughs> Just because you have a high rating out of the seven days does not mean that it should be your game of the month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Every episode, I'm going to put a new rule (laughs) into what our ratings really mean.
1: Okay. I'm going to pick Thimbleweed Park. Wow,
0: very surprising.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Vista Golf was good, but that's waned my enthusiasm for it. It's kind of gone after that first week we played it. Mm. Pigeon Wings. Unfortunately, I'm commuting. I can't really play Mm -hmm. a tactical thingy game like that. (laughs) Tactical
0: thingy game? Tactical movement game. Tactical movement game, yeah. Uh, Air Gank was... I think you have a fundamental core dislike for anything that is not productive. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: uh, I had a very rapid ascent. I played the sh- out of it and now a very rapid descent. I've deleted it from my phone. Uh, no, Thimbleweed Park, I love it. It's, it felt, feels like a real game. I feel like- It is a real of, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like this is the first game that I could describe my interest in it as more than casual right like I want to play this game yeah now do you know that, what I mean that's you, hard to describe but you yeah. bring
0: up a really good point and I forgot to mention this but like it's it's one of the few mobile games where I felt like ah oh, yeah this is the kind of thing that I love about playing a story based game right right like discovering the story aspect <laughs> Sam loves the story I do <laughs> yes. and you don't get that with any like I haven't really gotten I got that a little bit with Pigeonlings mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah totally like with Thimbleweed is just about the story right yeah um, so yeah so my game of the month Thimbleweed Park Sam what is your game of the month? My game of the month is Pigeon Wings. Aha! Uh-huh. So, since we last spoke, okay, I have finished Pigeon Wings. Ah, uh, yeah, wow! And awesome. I, I tweeted it because I do, because I'm a douche. <laughs> and the creators of Pigeon Wings actually reply back, Whoa. telling me that I am on the top 2.7 percent. What? Get out of town! Yeah. Oh my God! You really are a game genie. <laughs> <laughs> That was not a modest laugh. <laughs> yeah, so my pick of the month is Pigeon Wings. <laughs> because you're the best at it. Yep. Great. Top 2.7. Edwin, have you selected a game for me? Oh boy, I almost forgot. Yes, I have.
1: Sam, you have seven days to play Drag and Boom. Drag and Boom? Drag, apostrophe, and apostrophe, Boom. You like games with... <laughs> dumb punctuation punctuation. apparently so yes play as a rebellious teenage dragon capital letters and burn everything in your path exclamation point roasting the neighboring lords and steal their gold in order to amass the greatest treasure capital letters ever held by a dragon dragons love treasure this is true dragon boom offers you a unique mobile gaming experience Mm. isn't that all what we want the left side of the screen uh oh the left side of the screen controls your movement jump fly capitals and charge your prey capitals <laughs> the right side let you spit fireballs pillage burn ransack and all in style so oh boy not sure what we're getting ourselves into here all right this is some story two-handed playing seemingly on-screen touch controls oh this boy. is a dangerous game to select but it's <sighs> free uh,
0: with 199 to remove the ads okay Great. I'm looking forward to playing it. All right. Play along with us at home. There'll be links in the show notes. And how many days do I have to play this? You
1: have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> days to play. Ding, ding, ding. Tweet us your email suggestions at seven days to play. And do not email us. Seven
0: days to play.